Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000 plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite sports teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. Visit Symbol.com and use the promo code SD and your deposit will be risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit. No questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite sports teams. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's its painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. We're giving you a special game day preview. Saints, Seahawks tonight. Let's go! Let's go, baby. And by the way, this one's free for everybody, but support the show. And I'm going to give you another reason to support the show. Our Discord family is amazing. We're having way more fun than people that are listening to the show, Andrew, that aren't a patron of the show, and they're on Twitter or they're on Facebook, get in our Discord channel with the patrons. We're so much better. We're, we're, we have better jokes. We have better memes. We have better everything. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, we're, everything's funny in there. We get to share what we're drinking, what we're eating. Shout out to Saints to Death, uh, who <laughs> made his wife some pizza uh, and, and on the egg, on the green egg. That, that I'm sure that was delicious. I kind of wish I was there to... Uh, in the bomb cyclone to check it out uh but yeah no it, it's been a lot of activity and i just want to give a shout out to any everyone uh johnny v for giving us some some weather updates on the game you know getting getting some good intel from him um so anyway no it's, it's been great and i always appreciate everybody interacting that's that's the favorite part of my day yeah and one one great thing about the discord channels if you hang out in there you don't have to worry about like politics or freaking entertainment like clogging up your sunday feed when all you want to talk about is games 
That's all we talk about in the Discord. You go to the Saints. Yeah, we have Saints. We have non-judgmental Saints fans that aren't going to get in a fight with you about Jameis Winston. They're not going to get in a fight with you about Sean Payton's play calling. You know that sort of stuff. So it's it's yeah. a great community. Uh, Jamu Hudat, by the way, he says he wants us to make visors. So we'll have to think about. Yeah, that. we have to. We, we're 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 doing that. We're, we'd have the planning meeting for the for the 2022 swag item. Maybe we'll get on that. Um, yeah. Andrew, I have to say. You you always joke and you always joke about me. I say the game's either going to be blowout or close or this. But 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 I'm in. I'm having my first really Ralph panic attack of 2021, where I'm like completely and utterly. I'm like we're gonna crush Seattle. I said it on the the big show on Monday. I was like we're gonna crush Seattle. This is gonna we're gonna kill them. They're terrible. But then the injury reports are coming in, and now I wake up today and I'm like. Oh my God! They don't have Deontay Harris. You, the the Ralph Dread is uh, the Ralph Dread is seeping in because I'm like yeah. here because here's the thing, the Saints we had once as a as a degenerate gambler once you get to like week four you have to judge these teams as to what they are right like Cincinnati they've been bad but they're good now like as an example and you have to judge teams where they are and the thing with the Saints is. I know Sean Payton is a great coach. I think he's doing a great job. But the Saints, do we even know what? Do we even know what the Saints are? Yeah, like I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing: like I know their passing game sucks, and they're not going to have Deontay Harris. And I just worry that we're going to look up Monday night and we're going to be like, they don't have Deontay Harris, they don't have Taysom Hill. Oh my God, they're down seventeen to six. What is happening? They can't move the fucking ball. Like that, well, well, that's my. I, I don't think I don't think the weather's going to be quite as bad as we feared. But I mean, it's not going to be great weather either yeah. way, you know. And so. Knowing that, I, I think it actually is advantage Saints because I know we're missing Deontay Harris, but it doesn't. I, I don't sweat that that much because precipitation, rain, that 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 kind of stuff, wind, mm-hmm. high wind, that has a profound effect on the passing game. It just yeah. does. Like it, it is astronomical. And like if you were to ask me what scares me the most, it's Lockett and DK Metcalf. So if if you're mitigating them, not only with the fact that Lattimore is in coverage and the Saints have a good secondary. But that on top of it, I just think that makes I, I trust the Saints defense to stop the run, especially with Chris Carson out. So like is Chris Carson out, by the way? Do we know that? No, I that don't for know. Sure? I think no. it's likely. OK, so I, I just think that's that's more like that's more of a problem for Seattle and, and the one advantage they have in this game versus um, missing Deontay Harris, you know, and, and, and the fact that the weather's bad. It affects accuracy. I, I just remember, like, the only guy that could really make... I, I remember going to Seattle with Drew Brees, and he wore gloves in that game because the weather was so terrible and it was so wet. And the only receiver that really made a play in that game was Colston and Jimmy Graham. And, and we're talking about guys that can box out, that have size, because, like, the passes aren't very accurate. You can't really go down the field. So it's just, like, who's got a frame that can go rebound a ball? You know, that that's basically yeah. all you can do in this kind of weather. And so, I don't know, like, you look at a guy like Lil Jordan Humphrey, he, all of a sudden he's maybe a little bit more valuable, and, and Deontay Harris is less valuable in a game like this. So I don't sweat that one so much. What I sweat, sorry, I, I'm kind of long-winded here, but I think this is important to talk about. Taysom Hill, to me, is much more concerning. And the reason I say that is I think it's easy for us to dismiss his impact right. on the offense because – he lost the quarterback battle. He's he gets like seven touches a game. So it's like it's not a lot. But when you get into a slop fest and you're mm-hmm. running the ball as much as you are, 
and Alvin Kamara doesn't have a backup, uh, you know, you're forced to maybe play a Zigbo or Lamar Miller. Like, Taysom Hill, as bad as this offense has been, Ralph, he's really been the one thing that's consistently been good. Well, they're they're the best. They're the they're the best red zone team in the NFL offense. And that's it. Yeah, and, and look, like he, he he's he's the guy that in the red zone, he's a weapon. He he's the one that's punching in the touchdowns. He's unstoppable. It's unstoppable. on third and short. He's the that's one right. moving the chains. Jameis Winston isn't moving the chains for the Saints. You know, the short possession passing, like it's not really working. The third down conversions, they're all coming from Taysom Hill runs pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, I think the ability to sustain drives, the ability to convert short yardage situations, the ability to cash in in the red zone, that's been – Taysom Hill's been carrying this offense as much as anyone. Yeah, that's the thing with Taysom Hill is – and I – and that's the one thing on, on Twitter I still do. I yell. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. With the stat nerds, and I yell at the people that are like, Taysom Hill, that's $12 million for a backup quarterback and a special teams guy. Yeah, that's good money. I'm like, you don't fucking watch the Saints for a single second. Because here's the thing. You, you look at it. You, you just said it where it's like, oh, it's only six or seven touches. Six or seven touches is a lot for an off. I mean, it's not, it's not running back quality, but like, a receiver, you know, six and seven touches in an offense is a, is a decent amount every week, and he's he's critical. And I would argue, Andrew, like we've seen this. I, I know it's a I know it's it's different, but he was critical when that he wasn't he didn't play against Tampa because it it didn't give Drew Brees an outlet to throw to. Right, this game him missing it's critical for a different reason. You just explained it inside the red zone. But he's 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 so money inside of the the ten. Like teams know it's coming and they can't stop it. Like it's like, oh, Taysom's in the game. Here comes quarterback power. Yeah. Oh, that, that, you're exactly right. And so now you look at this game. You look at it potentially being difficult to pass, and you don't have Deontay. So what do you do? Do you do you run the ball? We just talked about how Kamara's being overused. How that makes us a little afraid. And now he doesn't have a backup, so you got to run him thirty times to win this game. Oh, he's yeah. on pace. He's on pace to. He's on pace to shatter his most carries ever by a hundred. Like, yeah, I don't. I mean, look, he, I think we can all agree. I know he injured his knee one year, but I think we could all agree that this team could stand to use Kamara a little bit more than they have in the past. Like, if anything, yeah. he's been underutilized. Yeah, you know because. Mark Ingram had to eat because Latavius Murray yeah. gave them a different element. But like, I, I don't necessarily have a problem with him playing more than he has in years past. But but this is getting to like, I fear get, it getting to Christian McCaffrey levels. You know, where it's, well, just too, I, it's just too much. 
I was talking to, you know, Nick Underhill does a great job and he had a thing in one of his pieces last week where he's like, you know, a Kamara is like, he's, he's doing 83% of the offensive snaps. He's, he's in on them. And I was like, that's all cool. I don't care about the percentage of plays he's in. I care about them touches. And those touches are at astronomical levels, and they just need to ramp. They just need to ramp. Well, it's it. also it's also like, what are the touches? Like, if he's catching passes and getting out of bounds, you know, running over a corner, um, yeah, you know, versus like running in, in you know third and one and taking a pound, like getting smashed by a defensive tackle trying to get a yard. Like, those are different kinds of touches, yeah, and different kinds of hits, and. That's the thing about this game is I'm worried, you know, 30 carries. Yeah. I'm it's worried. Hard, it's going to be hard carries. Yeah, hard it's going to be hard carries. And it's not going to be a pitch where he runs out of bounds or, a, you know, a flare yeah. out or a screen pass where, you know, he's not taking a big shot. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I look, are the Saints going to have to trust a running back that we haven't seen in Azigbo yes. or, or Lamar Miller? Like, Who would, okay, quick question. Who do you trust more? Let's play who do you trust. Remember we used to play that game way back in the day? Who do you trust, Andrew? Lamar Miller with seven carries or a Zigbo with seven carries? Who do you trust? You know, I'm going to go Zigbo. I just, oh think, <laughs> I just think so often NFL teams lean towards – remember when Gillisley, the Saints yeah. signed him and they gave him some carries and he fumbled. And I just think teams – defer to the old washed veteran because of his experience. And I just think Lamar Miller is done. He hasn't touched a football in two years. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, man. A Zigbo, he's my UDFA son, and I love him. But that dude fumbled a lot. Like, we got reports of him fumbling in practice. And and here's the thing. Yeah, but the ball's going to be wet, Ralph, this time, so it'll be fine. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. I think Sean Payton... As the end of the week came and the and the weather became clearer with the cyclone bomb, I think this is I think this is a very similar sort of maybe a plan and sort of the focus on the details, same as New England. Remember New yeah. England? Well, he was Sean like, Payton. Sean, I, I remember. Look, Mark Ingram never fumbled. He, he, I mean, he he would fumble like every three hundred carries. Like his his ball security rate was insane, and he fumbled in Seattle. In, in wet weather, remember? And, and that, that yep. was a big yeah. difference in the yep. game when the Saints lost that game in Seattle in cold, yep. wet weather. It was because that Mark Ingram fumble inside his own 20 was huge. And so, yeah, like, you know Sean Payton remembers that. And you know Sean Payton is telling his team, like, look, this is going to be a game, like, whichever running back fumbles, that's the team that's going to lose. Yeah, and, and the thing is to me, I bet you Sean Payton is like, ball security? Kick their ass on special teams and we'll win this game. Don't turn the yeah. ball over. Kick their ass on special teams and we'll win. It might be 14 to 10. And it might be ugly as hell, but we'll win. Sim Bull is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on Sim Bull. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Go to Symbol.com, use the promo code SD today.
Ralph Marlboro here from Saints Happy Hour. You need to join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. We are talking Saints or anything New Orleans sports related. On Spotify Green Room, you can interact with us by asking questions or just laugh at me mispronouncing names. Download the Spotify Green Room on your iPhone or Android device, then follow Saints Happy Hour so you can join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to talk Saints or anything else NOLA sports related. So do it. Download Download the Spotify Green Room app and join us every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. We'll see you there. We're, we're talking, focusing on the negative. So, but I just want to tell people, like, most I people, really am. I really am feeding the Ralph panic meter here. But, but I want to be positive because positive is more fun. If you ain't watched Seattle, like, their defense is indescribably bad. And I know a lot of, a lot of people in the, in the, that are Discord, you know, you got we got kids, we got lives. We can't, we don't can't watch all the NFL, you know. And you know, a lot of times you think of it, oh, Pete Carroll, he's been to two Super Bowls with Seattle, the Legion of Boom. Their defense, it's not. It's, they say it's bad, but it's really not that bad. Pete Carroll's got it under control. No, 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 no. They are horrific. They can't stop the run. They can't stop the pass. They can't pressure. Like they're an abomination. I mean, they might, they, they're they're closer to Kansas City bad than they are to regulation bad defense. I don't know. They're pretty bad. <laughs> you know, now sometimes what a bad defense needs is uh, a simplification of the plan. And if they don't have to defend the pass, if it's just like, look, just stay in your gaps, tackle. Yeah. Um, sometimes simplifying the plan can make things easier. Sometimes when they're really bad at it, it can make things worse. So uh, <laughs> be hoping for that. <laughs> yeah, and they listen. They they resuscitated Ben Roethlisberger from the dead. So that's how bad, like, like that's how bad they are. And the thing is, Pittsburgh ran on them, and Pittsburgh's offensive line is terrible. So we know the Saints' offensive line is better. If the Saints can get Armstead and Armstead can play, they'll probably they're going to get McCoy back. That's going to be a positive. Um, you know what was interesting to me too this week is is Jameis. He he had said, you know, he's like, well, what did what did you need to work on? And he's like, Sean sent me a text, and he's like, these are the things you need to work on in the bye week. And one of the things was, he's like, Jameis, you got to throw a better short ball so guys can catch it and run. And Jameis really focused on that, and I think that's a really important thing for this week because the throws with the bad weather and such, it's going to be short throws. So I'm going to be curious to see. Jameis is a little bit better, more maybe Kamara's a little bit more involved in the passing game, and his, his are his short throws better? Where instead of it's a, instead of a, it's a four yard gain and Traquan falls down, does he hit Traquan and stride on the slant where he gets eleven and it's a first down? Yeah, we'll see. Um, that's all. That's all fair. Um, and I think uh, look this matchup. It's there's so many variables to it, but I don't know, man. I, I just keep going back to, for me. I just keep going back to running the football. Like who, who's going to do it better? If if this game is going to become about that and look with Geno Smith, I don't think the Saint. I'm sorry. The Seattle has any interest in making this, especially in bad weather, uh, you know, uh, air. Mm-hmm. So I mean, simplifying it with the stats, Seattle mm-hmm. is ninth in the league, averaging 4.6 yards per carry. Pretty good. Now they don't have Chris Carson, um, but they got good news on Alex Collins. It looks like he's going to play, and he's actually been pretty good running the football for them. Yeah, so is. they're number nine in the league running the football. Pretty good. Uh, the Saints are 21st at four yards a carry. And they don't have Taysom Hill. So that that's the first thing I would say. Like when I look at these two, now Seattle also doesn't have 
Russell Wilson, who is part of their run game. So that that's another impactful thing. But uh, I would say Seattle runs the football better than the Saints do, even if it's Al- Alex Collins back there. So, you know, Alvin Kamara has not put up huge yards per carry this year. You know, he, has, uh, he hasn't been mm-hmm. great. So now the flip side of that is Seattle is 20th in the league, giving up 4.4 per carry. So not great run defense. They're not as awful as Green Bay, who we saw in week one. Green Bay cannot stop the run. They're not as awful as Kansas City we've talked about. Uh, Arizona, LA Chargers, they're both awful against the run. But Seattle is 20th, not great. The Mm -hmm. Saints are number one in the league. They give up 3.3 yards per carry. Um, So Seattle runs the ball a little bit better than the Saints. The Saints are the best in the league at stopping it. So um, if this becomes the run who runs the ball better this is not obvious it is not as obvious as you guys might think yeah it this game i i fully expect this game to be a time travel game back to 1991 like i just i I think i think we're gonna look up maybe i think we're gonna look up in the third quarter and it's gonna be 13 to 6 one way or the other like i just think you know this is a big a big thing about this is you know we've been talking a lot about who the saints are missing but you know we, we obviously a big part of this too is who they're gonna get back you know, and we haven't talked about that yet, but uh, McCoy is going to play. Uh, I'm Teron Armstead's going to play. So, you know, the offensive mm-hmm. line, when we talk again about running the football, that's going to be big. Quan Alexander looks like he's going to be back. Um, what is that going to do defensively? How, what will the mm-hmm. snaps look like between him and Warner? That's going to be interesting. I actually think if this is a run stopping game, Quan Alexander maybe plays a little bit less in this one. Um, getting Davenport back is huge, especially because Peyton Turner's out. I am really interested to see if, if Nick Vanette is back for this game. Uh, is he going to play? And if so, uh, what does that look like uh, for this offense? Uh, do they go 12 personnel? You know, does, does that open up Adam Troutman in their passing game maybe a little bit more? Adam uh, Tra- Troutman, Adam Troutman, primetime game, baby! Uh, uh, Traquan Smith, you know, they need all the receivers they can get. Uh, Chris Hogan just retired. I want to talk about Chris Hogan in a second, so let's let's uh, let's, let's earmark that one. And then Will okay. Lutz. I, I mean, is Will Lutz going to kick in this game? That's the other thing. Please um, God, yes. Please God. They yeah. Need, yeah. Please God. I don't know. Is this the right stadium and yeah. conditions for him to get back into it? I don't want to wreck his confidence, you know. So yeah, if you could figure it out, man, maybe you carry three. You you make three kickers active, and you're just like, hey, Brian Johnson, you're kicking off. You're going to try any the, long, dude. Yeah, yeah. Long field goes Lutz, and inside of 40, you're going to try to bang it in. That's right. I will point out that uh, there's a guy that's been on the practice squad, Raquel Armstead. Um, he's a running back, and I, we're all talking about Lamar Miller because they just added him, but Armstead has been on the practice squad longer. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a three-year vet out of Temple, and I just want to point out, like, we're all kind of like, is it Lamar Miller? But um, anyway... Armstead's a guy that's been in the league. Uh, he's been in the league for three years. He, he's had some carries. You know, he's rushed for over 100 yards and caught for over 100 yards in his career. He's played for the Jags. So, um, you know, that, that, that would be, be a guy to look potentially at playing some. That would be hilarious. It would also, again, give friend of the podcast, Mina Kimes, it might give her an aneurysm. Like, if he, if he would go for, like, 15 carries for, like, 90 yards and a touchdown like poor mina kines um die, for it. die hard seattle fan she'd have an aneurysm and we'd make fun of her but she, she so good let's fun. talk about chris hogan for just a second i find it hilarious that 
Nick Underhill is talking about him and basically says he decided to retire. His wife's pregnant. And it's like a little footnote at the bottom. It's, oh, yeah, he also popped a negative test and he's probably <laughs> going to get suspended. But, but like, that's not the reason he's retired. Like, he, the dude, and, and, and it's like, you know, he took some stuff that he didn't think would be a big deal because he was playing lacrosse. It's just like, basically, he came back to the league got on the sauce because he felt like that's what he needed to compete at his age level and he got caught and so now he's like nah you caught me I'm retiring yeah I mean that's yeah. what happened it's like what, uh, yeah people yeah. I made I a joke his wife is pregnant these guys these football players don't care about that no I, I I made a joke on Twitter I was like Chris Hogan looked at the shitty Saints receiving core and he said if I can't beat these dudes for playing time I need to do something else with my life. And people were like, no, actually, he failed a drug test. I'm like, I'm aware of that. I'm just out here making jokes, people. I just um, think it's hilarious that, like, Chris Hogan retiring, like, no one is talking about the failed drug test. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a footnote. He got popped. He got popped. He's like, he's like 100 years old. He needed to take the stuff to stay in the league. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, so he, that, that's why he's retiring. But I also think he probably sees the writing on the wall with Traquan yeah. coming back, with, with Michael Thomas hopefully coming back. Um, so he knows his days are numbered anyway. So he caught a touchdown. Saints legend, Chris. Yeah, Hogan. Saints legend. Look, you know, he, he's already done better than guys that during training camp we, we said would, would, you know, be Hall yep. of Famers. You know, yep. So. That's right. So. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Oh, I, another thing I want to talk about, Ralph, is I discovered yesterday, watching the Bucks and, and Jansen getting punched in the face and... Uh, getting a guy ejected that there is a Chauncey Gardner Johnson in the offensive line form somewhere else in the NFL. And it is Jansen of the bucks. That dude is always <laughs> getting in scuff. He's the mm. dirtiest player. He's always getting in fights and he, he and he got a dude ejected. I'm telling you, he is the Chauncey Gardner Johnson of, of oh. offensive linemen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and by the, by the way, man, the bu- the bucks, they have, they just, their schedule is a fucking layup line. Which is annoying, um, but they were supposed to be. Well, I guess they weren't first place. They weren't. Saints first are getting place. the first so place. Yeah, so they got to play. You should the flip game. that if you win the freaking Super Bowl. <laughs> this is but the Saints, it's critical they win tonight because if they win tonight, they're four and two, and they're only a they're only one game back in the loss column, Tampa. And then suddenly, if they can if they can handle their business tonight, they're a five point favorite. Then you go into that Halloween game, you're feeling really good. And by the way. Man, the NFC, like, it is, it is in disaster form. Like, I think the NFC South would have three playoff teams if this playoff started today. I'm pretty sure. 
Like it would be Tampa, Saints, and Atlanta would be the three the, the, the th- three playoff teams in the NFC. Like that's how ba- that's how bad the NFC is. Atlanta's three and three, and in the thick of the playoff race. Yeah, uh, I I still I mean I'm not a Atlanta believer. Um, well, I'm not. We'll, Atlanta, we'll see. I'm not I, a Atlanta I mean, believer in it either. But like, if nine and eight or eight and nine gets you seven, then yes, I am a believer. Look, look shout out to the uh, announcer of the Falcons game who tried so hard to announce her jinx, Young Way Koo, right before that yeah. kick. Yeah. And he's like, Young Way Koo hasn't missed an eighteen straight field goals. This guy's automatic. I'm like, yes, yes, keep going. And uh, but it didn't work, unfortunately. But he he was really really selling it. Um, but yeah, no. If if the season, let's see, seven teams make the playoffs, right? Yes, right. So the wild cards right now, obviously, the Rams at six and one would be the best wild card. The second wild card would be the Saints at three and two, and then you've got the Falcons and Vikings at three and three, both tied for that last spot. So yeah. So if the Saints win. It's not only huge in terms of competing with Tampa. It's huge just in terms of a Barry being, Seattle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Russell Wilson, he might get back, but they'll be they'll be already in the grave. Um, final, final, final prediction, Andrew. How are you feeling? Want to change your score prediction? Anything about it? As we wait for kickoff. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think this is a coin flip game. I really do. Um, I, I know that Russell Wilson being out and um, Chris Carson should make us excited and think this is automatic. And I, But I just think this comes down to execution. And it comes down to who doesn't fumble the ball. You know, I think it's going to be hard for the Saints. You know, they're going to... Blake Gilligan's going to have to bomb punts. Like, it's going to be hard for them. Yeah. Um, I generally trust the Saints more to block a punt maybe you know Deontay mm-hmm. Harris is out so I don't know about returns but like I, I generally trust the Saints more to take care of the football I think but yeah Seattle has the advantage of crowd noise yeah uh, they have that you from a kicking standpoint the Saints are a fucking mess I mean they they haven't been able to make a field goal all year and yeah I don't know who's kicking field goals and I, I know it's not going to be a fun place to kick Seattle's kicker is more used to it so yeah I don't feel good about special teams really um and then you know, then it becomes like who protects the ball better. And mm. I really trust Jameis Winston more in a game like this than Geno Smith. He, Jameis is going to have to be really patient and he's going to have yeah. to be okay. Like with three straight three and outs and punts and not, yeah. not get, not get antsy and be like, fuck it. I'm, I'm chucking it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, the saints might be down seven, three and he might be feeling that squeeze, but like when you're down seven, three in the third quarter and nothing's happening for you offensively, it's really easy to get impatient and make a bad decision. And that's actually the worst possible thing you could do. The best possible thing you could do is take, take the short stuff, punt if you have to, and then maybe you get a fumble on the other end, right? So it's yeah. who's, who's going to blink first? That's, that's really yeah. what it's and about. And another, to me, those are, those are coin flip games. Yeah, and another thing that's critical to me, and the more I think about it, is who kicks. Because this is a game where I know all your freaking analytical bots and all that tell you to go for it on fourth down and this and that. This game's different. Like sometimes you you need to the 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 data tells you one thing, but you know what? This game tells me another thing. Where it's raining, really hard to score points. This is a game where if you got Lutz, it is perfectly fine when it's fourth and two from the eleven or fourth and one from the eleven. Being like, you know what? I'm gonna kick, three points. I'm yeah. gonna kick my field goal. I'm going. I'm gonna go up thirteen to three. 
I'm going to go up nine to three. Like that is perfectly fine tonight. And I know all the analytic nerds hate it, but sometimes like you got to look at it like weather, who you have, how you move in the ball. And I think that's a key factor for tonight. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Lutz is going to kick. He's going to kick four field goals and the Saints are going to win seven and the Saints are going to win 16 to 10. That's going to, it's going to, and it's going to yeah, be, I think it could easily be that kind of game. Um, I also, I don't know. What do we know, man? I, I feel like most of the time when we're like, Oh, it's going to be this kind of game. It, yeah. It's going to, it's going to be 38 to 35. Neither and, team can, you know, 30 to 38, uh, I have, I have seen it like that where like the footing is so bad yeah. that when a receiver cuts, corners yeah. just can't stay with them. So I, well, I've that, seen it go that way too. Yeah. Well that happened in the, the game with uh, 49ers Colts last night. They had a couple times where like dudes dropped the ball and if they'd have just caught the ball in the monsoon, they'd have walked in for like 50 yard <laughs> touchdowns, you know? Yeah, right. Right. Um, but, yeah. uh, but anyway, guys, this one. I feel like the London game was like that. Remember, yeah, like right. against the Chargers, like that's the right. footing was so bad that corners just like, and, and so the offensive yardage was like we we it thought did. it was going to be like a nine three game, but, but it, it ended not. up being a ton of yards gained yeah. by the offenses. Yeah. So guys, support the show. This one's free. Become a patron. Try us out for a month. Sign up for Discord. Get in the channel. You'll have a blast, and you get the booze bundle from my wife. Uh, nice. So do it. Support the show. We're having a great time. And patrons, we will see you tonight with the instant reaction post game. Have a fun, have a fun night, and go Saints. Who dat? <laughs>